You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Interstate Batteries. Interstate Batteries is a proud supporter of the Sportsman's Nation, and these guys have been around a very long time. And why do you stick around a long time? It's because you treat your customers the right way and you provide your customers with a product that works. So if you want to find out more information about Interstate Batteries, their history, their company culture, their devotion to the customer. What you need to do is visit interstatebatteries.com or stop into one of their thousands of retail locations all over the United States and talk with a battery specialist today. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ohio Huntsman Podcast. And today's episode is just basically storytelling time so jeff and i talk about our turkey hunting adventures that we've had so far this season and as you'll hear jacob jeff and my dad went down to our our cabin in southeast ohio to to turkey hunt and you'll hear about their adventures as well as uh some of my adventures up here you know more northeast ohio area so basically how our turkey season is going what we've seen what kind of luck we've had and uh yeah just kind of telling stories around camp if you will so that's what this episode is before we get into that i want to talk about our sponsor monster whitetail grub monster whitetail grub is a deer feed company and they're an ohio deer feed company so their their sort of tagline is deer feed the ohio way and what they mean by that is they source everything from Ohio the ingredients the packaging so Ohio deer eating Ohio ingredients it's kind of cool kind of a cool thing so if you're interested in trying some of that stuff check out our, our website ohiohuntsman.com sponsors and you'll see a link there on how to get in touch with them and try some of their stuff some of their either their signature monster white toe grub feed or they've also got just straight mineral or flavored corn. So a handful of different options, different additives you can have added into that, and uh, flavorings, long-range attractants. So check them out. Monster Whitetail Grub. They've been a sponsor of the show for, for a long, long time, and for good reason. It's a good product. So if you would, do me a favor, check them out. And now, let's talk turkeys. Welcome to the Ohio Huntsman Podcast, where three brothers, Jason, Jacob, and Jeff, discuss all things hunting in Ohio. Our goal is to be your source for accurate and reliable hunting news and conservation issues in the great state of Ohio, as well as some fun and interesting conversations along the way. This is the Ohio Huntsman Podcast. Are you listening? All right, so today we're going to talk turkey hunting. Turkey season's been in for a little while now, and and the three of us have had a chance to do a little bit of turkey hunting. So, thought it would be a good opportunity to kind of tell our story, what we've uh, what we've gotten into, or or what we haven't <laughs> haven't gotten into. A little uh, foreshadowing there, but uh, Jeff, you and and Jake and Dad were at the cabin and in. in southeast ohio this weekend 
Right, right. So why don't you kind of run us through your weekend, what you saw, how the weekend went, what kind of gobbling activity, that sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. So uh, hunted Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, took off work on Friday to go down to the cabin. Um, Friday morning, got up, got in the woods a little late. Um, you know, it was just a little hard for us to basically get out of bed um, because it was raining and we weren't sure when the rain was going to let up. Um, and we don't have cell phone service at the cabin. So we knew when we went to bed that uh, the rain was supposed to let up right around daybreak. Um, but we, when it was time to wake up, it was raining pretty good. So we kind of took our time getting in the woods, um, you know, got in the woods, maybe a half hour late. Um, I went to my typical spot, um, which is all the way up on a ridge top, um, in some pines, um, Turkey really, like that area they roost there at night so it's a good place to get on some toms in the morning uh got got all the way up there got set up um didn't hear anything i was just blind calling for about an hour um and then a hen walked in behind me and she got real, I mean, she was within 10, 10 yards of me from behind me and worked her way around in front, you know, walked up to my decoy, looked at it. She was just kind of clucking along, you know, not really yelping, but just doing some clucking. And uh, she got another uh, hen down the hill uh, clucking back to her. So you weren't hearing any gobbling at this point? You you were just no kind of sit, sitting yeah. there prospecting and, and hoping to fire something up. Yeah, yeah. I was I was blind calling. I called in these two hens. I was hoping that, you know, well, originally when I saw the hen, I was hoping that she was going to bring a tom with her because she came in from behind me up over the ridge top. So I was hoping that behind her was going to be a tom but she came in alone right when uh things were really kind of getting juicy with these two hens clucking at each other and just kind of working their way around my area a tom started firing off oh i'd say maybe 300 yards away but it's all the way down the hill i was on and back up another hill is where this other tom was so across the road or was it yeah, on the yeah, same it was, it was across the road it, i was on our lease um it was down across the road and actually on national forest where this tom was so tom was firing off on public hunting land okay so i was kind of debating on you know do i blow this setup up and basically stand up and scare these hens off and book it over there to get on that Tom who's, you know, gobbling, you know, he's firing off pretty frequently. Um, but I also knew that our 
dad was hunting on that side of the road. I knew he didn't start the day off where that Tom was, but I knew that he was on that side of the road and he could have made his way there. I also knew that there is another group of guys, uh, uh, another group of hunters that have some trailers that are right across the street from that public land. So I figured that those guys probably are hearing the same thing I am and would probably do the same thing. Is If they are already weren't over there, they were probably working their way over there to get on that bird. So I decided to stay in my setup and hope that a, you know, Tom comes to these hens I have working around me. Okay. They eventually worked their way off and, uh, you know, no Tom ever came in. I sat there for another hour or so. And then I, got up this is probably around 9 45 10 o'clock is probably the time now i got up and started walking the ridge top calling trying to get a tom to respond i not not hearing anything i decide to go down the hill to another patch of pines I set up there, I call there for probably another 20 minutes, uh, and then start walking, you know, nothing's happening, nothing's responding to me. I start uh, walking to another patch of pines that I think maybe the turkey would be in, and in between these two patches of pines is uh, a clearing in the woods that there used to be a very old, old log cabin in. Um, So it's it's an old homestead, if you will, that used to be here. So there's some old garbage, if you will, you know, old glass and rotten wood from where this old cabin used to be. But it's a pretty nice open clearing in the woods when i got to that clearing i saw on the other side of it that there was a turkey over there like in the brush you know i can't really get a good look at it but there's definitely a turkey on the other side of this clearing you know right right off the other edge of this clearing in some brush so i sit down and start calling that turkey and It works its way over to me slowly but surely. You know, it comes down and it goes down in a ravine. And I'm still not sure if this is a tom or a hen or what it is. You know, because it was in the brush, went down into this ravine, and then it's coming to me. And when it pops up out of this ravine, it's going to be like, 25 yards away so i'm getting excited because i know that there's at least a turkey on its way to me you know no gobbling it's not this turkey's not making any noise it pops up 
out of that ravine and it's just a hen. Um, and then it decides that it wants to kind of start responding to my calls, you know, clucking a little bit, yelping a little bit. Um, but, you know, nothing ever comes in off of that, you know, me calling it, it calling back to me, you know, no, no gobbler comes in. So now it's getting pretty late in the day. It's a little bit after 11. And uh, I decide I'm going to go back up the hill to where I started. Season closes at noon this time of the season, right? We're still in the early part of the season. Right. This is the, the Friday of opening week. So it's getting close to noon. You know, it's after 11, probably. Um, so I decide I'm going to go back up to the hill where I started the day and just try to kind of walk those pines a little bit better and get a better idea of where the turkey might be and, you know, how I can set up better for the next day. So I walk all the way back up the hill. And as soon as I crest over, you know, get on the ridge top, I, you know, call a little bit and right down below me, a hen starts responding. You know, she's just yelping her head off. You know, she's she's excited. You know, so I sit down and kind of set up so that uh, if this hen works up the hill and she's got a Tom with her, you know, that I'll be able, they'll, they'll be able to get to me. You know, I kind of go down the ridge a little bit because in between me and where this hen's firing off is just a huge pricker thicket, you know, that I know that a turkey's not going to come through. So I get set up and I'm calling back to this hen and us calling back and forth to each other gets a tom down the ridge to fire off okay and so i i know i'm getting close now to the end of legal shooting time so i look at my phone and i have 15 minutes it's 11:44 i think and i i have very little time <laughs> yeah and so I decide I'm going to, you know, give it a shot. You know, I'm going to call, you know, because it, it was kind of one of those things like, do I just back out now and not screw this up, you know, and right. come back yeah. in the morning? Or do I try to try to call this Tom in before, uh, you know, legal shooting time? ends well and with turkeys it's so hard because you i mean like they might be there tomorrow but they could be you know they just seem so sort of aloof yeah yeah so i i decide i'm gonna call and i'm calling this other hens you know just going crazy down the hill from me and I'm assuming that this Tom's, you know, working his way in. Um, you know, we're both kind of the hen and 
I are calling back and forth to each other. And maybe five minutes in, so now we got ten minutes of legal shooting time. You know, that Tom uh, gobbles again. And then I can hear... He's coming closer at this point? You can, yeah, you can he, tell... He, he, okay. he came closer. The gobble was significantly closer. I mean, he he maybe started off 75 to 100, you know, just estimating. You know, I never saw him or anything. But he started mm-hmm. off a good ways away. Um, so, and he probably cut that distance in half when he gobbled the second time. Okay. You know, so I'm still kind of calling and this uh, hen's yelping. But I can hear that this hen is getting further away from me. You Are know, you in between them or? Uh, I'm I'm up on the ridge top. The hen's down below and the tom is like out the ridge. You know, so uh, no, like we were. The hen and I were parallel to each other and the tom was out the ridge from us. You know, we, me and the hen were equal distance from the tom, if you will. Okay. But I can hear that she's getting quieter and she's heading towards him. Oh, okay. I see. Right. Yeah. So I know that this is getting bad, you know, that, but I'm thinking, eh, maybe she'll, you know, get a little closer and then, you know, lead him back to where she came from. Right. So I am still giving it the try. And then I hear her. uh, I'm not sure. I'm sure there's a, a term for this sound, but like that, uh, Turkey give out a call when they like fly, fly a little bit. Or, like, you know, when they go across the creek or they go across, like, a small ravine, they let out a a little sequence of calls. You know, and I I hear her let out this sequence of calls and then, you know, kind of like her wings spread out and then her crash, crash down into the leaves. So then I was pretty sure that you know, it's all over because there was a ravine somewhere in there that this hen had just crossed and they're not going to come back. You know, she was going to that Tom and there's a ravine in between us and there she's not going to get that Tom to come back across that ravine. You know, she had the fly to get across it in the first place. She's not coming back. So I now it's you know four minutes till noon so i stand up and i kind of walk down there you know walk the ridge down and see kind of where this ravine was just so i can get an idea of where this tom came to sure you know for for the next day so after that i you know, unloaded my shotgun and walked out of the woods. Uh, so you were you were able to 
I mean, based on sound, you were able to identify where he was or, or there was yeah. tracks Ru- or scratching? No, roughly, I based on sound, I kind of roughly, you know, painted a picture of probably where he was at. Okay. You know, based on sound and, you know, how I heard the hen fly across. And, you know, it was like he was roughly in this area, I'm sure. And so I headed out of the woods. Uh, so Jake and Dad were there also. Um, right. Jake couldn't be on today. He, he had to uh, work today. But did either of them have any I mean, obviously, you weren't sitting next to them, so you can't tell their their exact story, but I'm sure you guys chatted back at the cabin. Yeah, so, well, with with Dad, that Tom that I thought maybe he was on, you know, the one that was gobbling quite a bit early in the morning, earlier in the morning, um, he was very close to that bird, but he was on the other ridgetop. He was across the hollow from it um, oh. so he to get to it he would have had to gone all the way downhill and back up and it's a pretty steep ravine there yeah um and because it was gobbling so much like that on public land he he was pretty convinced that someone was calling to it you know he couldn't hear anyone calling to it but he was pretty convinced that someone else was on that bird. So he didn't put the effort into chasing after it. You know, he didn't want to ruin someone else's hunt because it's public land and it was easy to access public land. Like someone was probably on that bird. Um, Jacob, I think he called in a couple of hens early in the morning and he heard some gobbling across the street from him. Uh, so that's, and, but after the early morning, basically I was the only one who had any sort of action. Okay. Uh, that evening, Jacob and I went on a walk you know, in the woods, trying to find, you know, scouting, trying to find a turkey sign, see what we could, you know, see what we could find. And uh, we heard uh, a turkey yelping in the evening. It was probably, oh, it was probably pretty late in the evening, Uh, probably six o'clock, maybe. Um, we heard a turkey yelping, and she was, I've never heard a turkey yelp like this turkey did. She, just a constant yelp for like 45 seconds. Just, oh, really? Yeah, just, just going. And then she would stop, and then start right back up. Right back up. And just a really long sequence. Um, the next morning, so now we're Saturday morning, I uh, head right back up to the same spot. I started the the morning out, or, you know, started Friday morning out. 
And this time I got up early. You know, I was in the woods, set up for daybreak. And, you know, right at daybreak, I kind of start a little soft calling. And, you know, things are going good. I start a little soft calling. I can hear some other turkeys, you know, hens, you know, clucking and yelping, you know, around me. And, you know, I'm, it's maybe 10 minutes after daybreak, basically. And I, you know, in, in the skyline, I see you know, flashes of turkeys coming off the roost out in these pine trees out in front of me. You know, these pine trees are down the ridge from me, and I see them kicking off the limbs. So that's a good sign. You're in a good spot. <laughs> right. I'm in a good spot. I'm I'm doing well. This is, this is how turkey hunting's supposed to be. You know, it's majestic, you know? <laughs> right. And I can, you know, hear them, and they're they're still pretty sleepy, you know. They're just kind of clucking and yelping a little bit, but it's it's going good, you know. And the weather Saturday was a lot nicer. Yeah, the weather Saturday was nice. You know, it was a clear morning. It was it was nice. So I'm. You know, just kind of softly calling to these hens, these turkey, you know, hoping that they have a tom with them that they're going to bring. You know, if I can get them to come down the ridge to me, I'm, you know, going to draw these hens and hopefully they have a tom with them. So you knew they were hens because you saw them or you just hadn't heard any gobbling? I just hadn't heard any gobbling and I heard clucking and yelping. That's that's all I know, really. You know, all all I could see of them coming off the limbs was basically just a crash, you know, a crashing and, you know, flashes of darkness basically coming out of the skyline. Sure. Um, so I'm calling, you know, and it, I'm taking it real easy and I'm probably calling to them for five to ten minutes and... I can't say that they were getting any closer, but they weren't getting any further away for sure. But then off to my left, I, I hear something, you know, coming through the leaves and it sounds a little bigger than a, than a turkey, but I'm thinking maybe it's a deer. And to my left is... Uh, a fallen tree and then a a ridge top you know that goes down so I can't see very far that way you know there to, to my left there's a ridge maybe 20 20 yards away it's and probably not even that 15 yards there's this ridge top mm-hmm. and I I hear something coming that way and it's kind of to my left and behind me. And so I'm kind of keeping my eye out over there. And then all of a sudden up pops, you know, over that Ridge pops another hunter. And I'm, 
I'm in between this hunter and my decoys. You, and so, so the the hunter that this this guy pops up between right. you and where your decoys are set up? No, he pops up on he pops up on my left and my decoys are to my oh, right. Oh, 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 I see. So I got you. If he were to see my decoys, think they're a turkey and shoot at them. Oh, right. Yeah. He would be shooting at me. Yeah, so that's a problem. I immediately get his attention. And uh, this is on our lease land. And we share our lease with a couple of other hunting cabins. So I, you know, get this guy's attention and he asks, he's like, uh, you know, who are you kind of, and what are you doing here? And I told him who I was basically that I'm supposed to be here. And we, we have an agreement with the other cabins that like we have, although it's one big lease, we have one half of the lease and they have one half of the lease. You know, like we don't cross a invisible line and they don't come, you know, we don't go on their side of it. They don't come on our side of it. Right. So I tell them who I am and basically that I'm where I'm supposed to be. And then he says, uh, aren't you a little far down? And I explained to him, no, I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be. You're not where you're supposed to be. Basically that like, no, you're actually on our side of the line. And, you know, he gets pissy and turns and goes back the way he came. Well, 45 seconds later, a minute later, he pops back up the hill and says, (laughs) yeah. And says, you know, F this, I'm not going back down that hill. Really? Yeah. And then proceeds to walk down to where the turkey, you know, that I was calling to were at. You know, walk down the ridge straight into where the turkey were. Oh, man. So, basically, he walks down the ridge, and he's not being quiet. You know, like, our original conversation... I don't think would have spooked these turkeys away. You know, we kept it pretty quiet and I don't think it would have been a problem. I think that these turkey would have still came in. Right. When he walked down that ridge, he, he ruined my hunt at that point. And I'm pretty sure he intentionally ruined my hunt. You know, his hunt was ruined. He was going to ruin mine. Right. So, I basically he walks down the ridge. I pack up my stuff and move to a new spot. You know, I go basically the other way down the ridge and set up down the ridge where in another place where I've seen and heard turkeys before. Um, So I go down there. I quickly set up down there. And, you know, I'm trying to not have my morning ruined and, you know, start calling there. Yeah. And I sat there for, oh, maybe an hour, 45 minutes. 
woods are silent. Nothing's nothing's happening. I uh, I go down the hill to basically do the exact same thing I did this the day before. I go down the hill to uh, go to these pines that are down the hill, and I'm going to call in that area. Well, when I get down there, I hear a, a turkey gobbling, and I couldn't quite pinpoint where it was. He was a pretty good ways away. I was going to have to hike to get to him. Okay. But there was a chance that he was somewhere where I had permission to hunt. Either he was further down on our lease, um, basically behind our, our cabin, or he was across the street um, from me and kind of back in those woods. Like, I couldn't... Where I was at, the sound kind of... It's a couple of hollows are coming into each other. So the sound kind of carries weird. So I couldn't yeah, it's really hard to tell. Yeah. pinpoint where he was. And I knew I was going to have to to hike to get to him. So I am kind of trying to triangulate where he's at. And I couldn't, you know, quick enough figure out where he was at, basically, to, to head that way. You know, before he shut up, stopped gobbling. So I decide, okay, I'll sit down in these pines and start calling. And I'm not hearing anything. And then I hear. So what time is it at this point? Uh, at Roughly. this point, it's probably about nine o'clock. Okay. Um, maybe a little after nine. And I call in these pines for a little while. I'm not real sure, but I hear one gobble that I can pick out exactly where it's coming from. It's coming from across the street from me, and it sounds like it's back, you know, back in the back of this hollow across the street from me. Need to pause here briefly to talk about our sponsor, Mastin's Deer Sense. Mastin's Deer Sense. You know, it's not deer season, but you can use deer scent this time of year if you're trying to get trail cam pictures. You know, we're starting to, or we're going to be starting to watch antler growth, and scent is a good way to get deer to stop in front of your camera and get a good, clean, still image of them, not just walking through. And, you know, it's kind of blurry. So you can put a little scent out. They'll stop there for a second to check out what what is this scent, and you can get a nice clean picture of them so mastins is a good way to do that you can order or you can find them two ways you can just go straight to their website mastinsdeersense.com or ohiohuntsman.com slash sponsors whichever way is easier for you to remember and you can check out their website check out the different scent products they have to offer order on their site and they'll ship it right to your house and with that let's get back into the episode so I guess I, one thing one thing I want to clarify, we keep saying across the street or across the road. This isn't like a blacktop, you know, traveled road. This is a a dirt road. Dirt yeah. slash, you know, the township or whatever will come by and 
and has in the past paved small sections in front of people's houses to cut down on the dust. Um, so it yeah. just, I guess, to paint the picture, right? It's not like we're talking about a blacktop road, you know, two lane road. It's a, it's a basically single right. lane dirt road. If you see somebody coming the other way, you kind of have to get off to the side to make room. Yeah. And you, you can, and I have called Turkey across this road before, you know, it's, they're not too afraid to cross this road. Right. Okay. Um, you know, so that that is an option. But I I hear this one gobble. I immediately pack up all my stuff. I didn't have a decoy out at this time. So basically, all I'm doing is packing up my calls that were on my lap and standing up. And I start booking it. You know, I'm heading, I'm cutting the distance on that, that gobbler. Yeah. So I book it down, you know, down the hill where I'm at and go across and I, you know, book it back up the hill and I go about halfway up, halfway up the hill. There's a bench, you know, on the hillside there, you know, because I'm, I'm not sure how high this turkey is on the hill. You know, I just heard him gobble once. Okay. So I get set up on this bench and start calling and nothing just quiet he's not responding and i called there for probably a little over an hour so now we're right around 11 o'clock again when i basically decide okay you know, this isn't, isn't working out, you know, he's not coming. So I stand up and I start walking back the ridge to where, you know, roughly I think around is where this Tom was, you know, and I'm calling as I work my way back and it's pretty wide open woods back there. So I can see a pretty good distance. Yeah. And I don't I don't see any turkey. So I decide I'm going to make my way back around the back of this hollow, you know, around the bowl in the back and come and go over on the other ridge top and work that ridge back to uh there's an old graveyard at the end of this ridge. There's an old graveyard, and then next to it is a large hayfield. <clears throat> and there's always been turkey around this old graveyard and hayfield. So I go around this bowl in the back. Oh, well, let me back up a little bit. Uh, when I get <clears throat> right to the other side of this bowl in the back, um, when... Southern Ohio, Southeast Ohio had those really severe straight line winds um, some sometime around 2010, 2012. Um, that area got hit with really severe straight line winds, which caused a lot of damage, you know, blew billboards down, blew all kinds of trees down. And on this ridge top, this ridgetop 
got slammed by those straight line wins, especially in this back corner of this bowl. Just about every tree in, you know, it looks sort of like a tornado's path. You know, it's not very far across, you know, maybe 10, 15 yards across, but there's just a line, you know, 10, 15 yards across and maybe 50 yards long where almost every tree is blown over. Yeah. So you have to kind of zigzag your way through these fallen trees to get through. Well, I'm doing this zigzag thing and, uh, I notice on the ground that there's some pieces of broken egg. You know, so it kind of gets my attention. I kind of look a little harder, and there's half of a turkey egg. You know, there's pieces of broken egg, and then there's one half of a turkey egg there. So at some point, a hen had already made a nest in that area, I'm sure amongst all those fallen trees, it's probably a really good hiding spot and a critter had already found it and at least, you know, stole an egg from it. Yeah. But I work my way all the way down this ridge to this, uh, you know, right where this graveyard starts and, you know, by this time, there's 15 minutes left in the day again, you know, in, in legal hunting hours. <laughs> and I'm basically, I say, I'm going to make one last call, and then I'm just going to head down the ridge and go back to the cabin. I call one last time, and a, a hen responds, starts yelping, and... It's like, all right, so here we go again. I, I'm i at least on a hen with 15 minutes left in the day. And it's, so I set up so where I think that this hen's going to come out into the field. You know, I'm, I can see it. And I, you know, call for the next 15 minutes and this hen, you know, it's not super interested, but it responds a few times to me, but it never comes into the field. So I basically just kind of sneak out of the woods and head back to the cabin. So that was, that was Saturday of Saturday. Yeah. Any uh, updates from the other guys? I don't think that those guys heard a thing Saturday. Okay. Uh, Saturday evening. It, started to rain so you know we just basically kind of hung out in the cabin um getting close to dusk uh jacob and i get bored so we decide that we're gonna walk around and look at fields to see if the rain had brought any turkeys out into any of the fields around so we walk around and we get to the very last field, which is up. It's that hay field. And then there's that graveyard that I had ended the day at. Mm-hmm. And we check that whole field and 
you know, there's nothing. And this field has some rolling hills in it. And we walk all the way up to the top and kind of look. And then right at the very top of the field, there's one last little knoll that you can look over. And there's probably only half an acre of the field that we can't see over this little knoll. And basically, I'm like, well, we walked all the way up here, you know, might as well look at the whole field. You know, might as well make sure I look in over this little knoll. And I start walking to look over that knoll. And there's the tip of a turkey's fan coming over the knoll. (laughs) So, you know, we kind of. I tell Jacob, like, to get down, like, stop staying in the field. I crouch down. And I kind of let this thing work off. And I then come up on the hill to kind of see where it went. I see it about 75 yards away. And there's there's two toms and a number of hens, you know, two or three hens with them. And they're now down like a tractor path on some other people's property, like right right next to our lease. But it's on a tractor path right next to the lease. So that was cool. You know, we at least got to see some toms. Yeah. So that was Saturday. Sunday we woke up and it's just monsooning. It's raining hard. Um, yeah. Jacob goes and tries to hunt those toms that we saw the night before, um, has no success. I go and try to hunt another field and I sat out for maybe two hours and didn't hear a thing, got wiser and decided I'm not sitting in the rain to get all soaking wet to basically not see anything. So I headed back to the cabin um, and Jacob, you know, he hit a couple of other fields, but we were all back to the cabin by 1030 and that was our weekend. So no turkeys came close, but ran out of time two days. Yeah. The closest I got to a turkey was in the evening, just walking a field. You know, close I came to a, a tom, a shooting turkey. Yeah, you yeah. Know. Um, but yeah, if I, I, I have a knack for calling in hens. You know, <laughs> if if calling in hens converts the, you know, calling in uh, gobblers, I'm probably about due. Yeah. So I wasn't at the cabin i uh you know with all this stay-at-home order you know whatever i I chose to stay home and uh i've got a we've got a friend here locally that has uh, some property and and i thought well maybe i'll you know i haven't really seen much in the way of turkey sign or or heard turkeys when i've been over there but figured something's better than nothing 
but I had been seeing turkeys in the fields around my house. My house is, you know, more or less surrounded by farm fields. So I, uh, basically sent, well, I didn't send, I wrote up some letters asking some of the, uh, you know, the people that own the fields around me. I wrote up some letters. I included, um, a permission slip, a filled out permission slip where all they would have had to do was sign it, you know, explained what I was asking, you know, I'm looking to turkey hunt in your, your fields. I've been seeing some turkeys, you know, gave them my contact info and, you know, because they're my neighbors, I, we've only lived in this house for, uh, what's it been two, three years. So I probably should have met all the neighbors by now, but it, you know, I don't know. It's out in the country. We just haven't. So, um, you know, walk down, drop the letters in their mailboxes and, uh, waited. This was because we kind of waited to make the decision on, you know, going or not going to the cabin. This was probably the Saturday before, maybe the Friday before turkey season opened. So I, uh, I had taken Monday opening day of turkey season off hopes of, you know, getting a response back from one of these people around me or maybe going, um, out to our friend's house and, and seeing if I could strike something up out there. Didn't actually end up hunting opening day. We, you know, got these chickens and I'm working on finishing up the chicken coop and it was a nice day. And I thought, well, I'm going to, I'm going to use this time to work on the chicken coop. So I, I, at that point it was, I had Friday off work also. So I think it was Saturday. I guess I should back up Saturday. I got a call from the one guy down the road who owns the field right behind my house. And he tells me, yeah, you know, I've already got four guys that hunt back there. And, uh, so, you know, thanks for the letter. It was a nice letter, but, uh, you know, not, not this time, which was, I was fine with, I had just appreciated him calling, you know, giving me a call. He could have just ignored the letter and, you know, but it was good to get to chat with him. Like I said, I had never met or talked to any of the, these sort of surrounding neighbors. So it was good to get to talk to him and, and, you know, learn a little bit about the property and whatnot, learn a little bit about him. So this is the Saturday before turkey season? Uh, yes, or I think this, so. Okay, okay. Yes, I'm trying to remember. But yes, I think it was the Saturday before turkey season. Because he made a comment, you know, oh, it was kind of last minute, you know. And and I said, yeah, you know, I, we've got a, a, a hunting cabin. But, uh, you know, with all this stuff going on, he's like, oh, yeah, I get it. Do you want to travel? Do you, you know, I said, yeah. So, um. So that was that. That was the only person I uh, heard back from. I did later in the week end up hearing back from the people who own a, a small section of field across the street from me, and they they just said we don't let anybody hunt back there. We you know we don't have any woods really back there. We 
we just like watching the deer and turkey. They actually told me that they feed the deer and turkey and they just like watching them, which again is all fine. Um, mm-hmm. they, I didn't, they didn't call me. They did the same thing. They dropped a letter in our mailbox. So, but you know, out of all this, they, you know, they both said, you know, once this whole coronavirus thing is gone, you know, we, you should stop by so we can meet in person. And so that's all good. I, I, you know, was chalking all of this up to a win. It, you know, it's been good. I didn't get Turkey permission, but you know, now I kind of have a name and, and at least a voice to go with the one guy and invitations to stop over once it's safe, I guess, if you, if you will. So Friday though, I'm, because I don't have permission on any of the fields around me, I'm going to go over to our friend's house and like I said, not really seen much in the way of sign over there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, but you know, going to go try it better than sitting at home, sitting on the couch. Right. So I get up Friday running a little bit behind. I, I kind of would have liked, I mean, it wasn't like bad, but I, I kind of would have liked to have been there maybe, uh, 20 minutes earlier. But, uh, I pull in, I get back there and, and you know, so they have their house, they have a pond. And then as you, you know, the property's kind of rectangular. As you go farther back, it goes from like, um, you know, overgrown field that's, you know, been overgrown for, I don't know, five years. Then, you know, the next field back is a few more years overgrown. And then the field, or not the field, like the section behind that is woods. So I get back to where the woods start and I owl hoot and right away I have a a turkey gobble to that owl hoot and it's kind of off to the, oh, let's see, that would be the west. Yeah. (coughs) Off to the west kind of sounds like the back corner of this property, but probably on the neighbor's. So I loop around the east side of the property, get back to the back, and set up and start calling. I think I hear a turkey fly down, but never really heard much in the way of calls. Never, mm-hmm. you know, never any more turkey sounds or anything. There was for some for some reason a lot of uh, geese flying over, so I had a lot of goose honking going on that morning which kind of made it hard to hear. I mean, I guess if they would have been right on top of me, I'd have heard them. But so I sat there for probably an hour and nothing, you know, so I figure I'm going to pack up loop back around. Cause like I said, there's some kind of fieldish, you know, I, I use that term loosely. I mean, there's, there's shrubs and trees that are, you know, well overhead height in that second field and the the first field might have been more ideal but like their house is right there you know i mean you can see their house when you're sitting in this field so um but there are some fields on the neighbors that i thought well maybe i can look over there and see if i can see a turkey and that maybe i can call them over onto the property so i loop back around don't see anything um 
you know, no, no, nothing, not hearing anything, not seeing anything. Find another spot that's, there's a little ravine. There's a couple little ravines that cut across this rectangle. Like, a, you know, they cut across the long, like they run perpendicular to the long edge of the rectangle, if you will. So I set up on, you know, the side of one of these, figure I'm just going to set my decoy out and sit here and call for an hour and same thing, nothing, you know. So I actually didn't stay till noon. It was 11 o'clock. You know, it was, you know, all morning, basically one gobble first thing in the morning and then nothing. So I, I uh, packed it up and, and headed home. But then let's see here. It would have been then Saturday. I get a text from the farmer who owns the property behind my house. And he says, hey, it's Saturday at like 10 o'clock. Saturday's the nice day. I get a text and he says, hey, I haven't seen any of my my guys, uh, so I signed the permission slip. If you want to go back there and, you know, walk the field edges, just he's got wheat planted back there, winter wheat. Just, you know, stay out of the wheat. Have at it. I texted him back. Awesome. Thank you. I really appreciate it. But it's. 10 o'clock on Saturday, we're in the middle of other, you know, family stuff. I, I didn't have intentions of turkey hunting. Uh-huh. I, I text him back. I said, oh, I'll, I'll probably go out. I'll probably be, just so you know, I'll be back there tomorrow morning. Well, I hadn't looked at the weather. I had no uh-huh. clue, you know. So <laughs> I get up. I'm going to go Sunday morning. And our, our church is doing like an online, you know, service every Sunday. So my plan is I'm going to go turkey hunt and be back by 10.30 when uh, church service starts. Right. So I get up at 5, and I can hear it raining. You know, as soon as my alarm goes off, I can hear it raining. I go downstairs, and I, I crack the back door open, and, and like you said, it's just pouring buckets, you know? It's like, right. oh, man, I'll be soaked before I get out of the yard, you know? So I figure, well, the turkey's a you know, they'll be getting a slow start, you know, so I'm going to lay here on the couch, you know, for another uh, 45 minutes, whatever, see what it, see what it does. And it just continued to rain and rain and rain. It kind of slowed down around 10 o'clock, you know, and I could have probably gone back there and not got drenched, but it, you know, at that point it's, we got church, whatever. So I, I still haven't been back there, but I have permission. It was also now. really cold and windy yeah. on Sunday. Like it was it was nasty. Yeah, it was. So all those things combined, I didn't end up going back there. So I only hunted for a couple hours, you know, the the I guess the morning of uh that first Friday of se- of yeah, of season being open. Yeah. So not much for turkey story but it's a a win for getting turkey hunting permission and you know kind of getting to to know my neighbors so right and turkey hunting permission can turn into other hunting permission real fast so yeah that's cool yeah i i think the guy the people that hunt back there are more deer hunters like i've seen them back there deer hunting i've never seen anybody back there turkey hunting Uh uh-huh I've seen them back there. You know, I see, um, 
you know, like from the back edge of my field, you know, I've seen, or my, my property, you know, I've seen, uh, trail cameras set up, you know, back there on some trees and things. And I've seen guys walking back there with bows and, and whatnot. Uh-huh. So I think they're more deer hunters, mm-hmm. but I mean, there's some good oak trees that line that field. I could possibly get some squirrel permission. Right. would be cool. So, and there's still time in season. You know, we're now getting into when season's open all day, so. Right. Hopefully, I, I, there's, uh, hopefully I can still make something happen. Right, and having a, you know, somewhere to hunt right out, you know, your back door is pretty nice, you yeah. know, for, you know, having that, you can get off work and, you know, go hunt a little bit, you know. Right. That, that can be nice. Yeah, so we shall see. But yeah, that's been my turkey hunt. So you guys did more turkey hunting, but didn't have much in the way of success. So no, it was really a a rough turkey season. I mean, very very few gobbles, you know, compared to the last five years. Yeah. So hopefully the listeners are having better uh, better luck in the turkey woods. I know the yeah. uh, Jeff. I think you posted about the the youth numbers were up. Yeah, youth the... numbers were up, but the opening day numbers were down. But kind of the how much the youth were up, the number of turkeys the youth were up was how many the opening day was down. So as season as a whole, it was, you know, still right around the same as the previous year. Sure. Okay. So, yeah, nothing... Uh... Uh, too terribly educational in this one just kind of uh sitting around telling hunting stories so yeah if you, you if you stumble upon someone hunting in the woods don't be a jerk yeah yeah you know i you think that you know, goes without saying but it it yeah. doesn't sometimes I mean, it, it just it, it it what really irks me is you know both i and dad didn't uh, pursue a turkey because we assumed that those guys were going after it. And I mean, why wouldn't they be? Because it's right out the front door of their trailers. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, we didn't go after it. And then they, you know, and I, you know, I don't know, but someone from that, those trailers, we assumed was going after it. And then someone from those trailers came up and ruined my hunt. Yeah. You know, well, no, they'll, they'll, I mean, they'll ha- n- never know that you guys right. you know, chose not to pursue a Turkey that you were pretty sure one of their guys was on, you know, but right. But it's just, you know, it, it irks, you know, just because, you know, we were being good sportsmen, you know, we were, being nice you know to each other you know we they had more claim to that bird you know they if they were sitting in their trailers they were closer to it than either one of us were yeah so you know we we didn't go after it right and you know that was the, the the closest we got to getting a turkey was basically that that gobbler gobbling you know it I or dad easily could have, you know, closed the distance on that turkey and called to it. Yeah. You know, and 
I don't know what would have happened if, <laughs> you know, it, it probably would have actually turned into a pretty crazy situation if those guys were calling to it and I was calling to it and Dad was <laughs> calling to it. Yeah. But that gobbler probably wouldn't have uh, had an escape route. He probably would have been surrounded. Yeah. But. Yeah, I don't, I, 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 I don't know this, but I think my hunch is those, the guys in that, like we have our core group of guys that hunt at the cabin, you know, and every now and then we'll have a guest. Uh, but for the most part, it's us, you know, our, our core group of guys. And, and mm-hmm. if we do have a guest, we make sure to tell them, you know, where the line's at, put them in a spot where they're not going to run into the neighbors down there. I, I kind of suspect that they have, um, more people cycling through there. Yeah, so, I think I think they have a higher turnover rate. Yeah, yeah, because you know, it, it's anyone you know, guys bring trailers in and set them up, and then or campers, and then you know pull them out, and new yeah. guys come in. Yeah, because we we've run into this. This isn't the first time. So yeah, yeah but, we've we've had you know had issues in the past and yeah. most of it comes down to them not being courteous to other hunters yeah you know i mean that and that's that's why we drew this imaginary line in the woods was basically because we didn't we knew that they weren't courteous to other hunters and we also knew that they weren't very safe hunters and we wanted to be safe and yep. we had had instances where they had done things that were unsafe and we didn't feel comfortable basically being in the woods with them yeah so so like i said hopefully uh you all the listeners have had a little better turkey luck if you have you know send us send us your pictures we love seeing those things tag us in your posts and uh we can share them to our stories or, or, you know, share them in our feed. So with that, I think we'll switch it off and just thanks everybody for listening and continuing to listen. And we'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.